Hey guys, Alex here. Before we hop into this episode, uh, we had a ton of fun. We want to tell you just a bit about how you can get connected just a little more. Um, if you've listened to our pod, you know we love to shout out when people send us mail, send us emails, uh, add us on Twitter, send us DMs. Um, if you want to hear more about the pod, if you want to engage with the podcast, we want to put you on the podcast. So you can email us at plainsightpod at gmail.com or you can DM us at plainsight underscore pod or see all the awesome things we're doing with our blogs and our podcasts all in one hub at plainsightpod.wordpress.com because we are too poor to buy a domain name. Look, I want to get into all the awesome stuff. We talk about worst ways to die. Um, We talk about peak Harrison Ford, Samuel L. Jackson, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, There's so much to see here, but I have a lot of awesome sound bites, so we're just going to get to it. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you so much. Um, there's a, a very good chance I'm gonna grip it and rip it on this episode, um, just because I want to do that. Boy, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Plain Sight Podcast. My name is Alex. I'm here with my good old buddies, my good old pals, as always. Cam, Cam, what up? Hi, that's me now. And Zachary Kuyat, Zach, how are you doing? Oh, uh, you know what they say. It's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. It is okay, the mileage. I hate that you guys did that because <laughs> you intentionally had to have prepared. I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> I said, Cam, what's up? And Cam gave me this blank, awkward stare. Until how do you know I gave you a stare? Hi, that's We're on now. Skype. I looked at the camera. I can't decide which of you I look at. You know you're looking at one. Come on. You, you ain't looking at me. I mean, yeah. Just saying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ugh. we're talking about Indiana Jones. Yeah, we Indy, are. the Whipster himself. We're doing the last one, right? Yes, the Kingdom Crystal of Skull the last Skull. one. Yeah, whatever that one was, we're doing Old Harrison Ford, the last one. <laughs> mm. Old Harrison and Ford I, makes me sad. Zach, have you prepared our favorite second favorite sub uh, segment? You know that I have. Cam, what's the name of that segment? Mm. Throw it, Bakery with Zachary. Hey-o! That's right. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. An archaeology professor named Indiana Jones is approached by two army intelligence agents to hunt down the long-lost Ark of the Covenant. A globe-trotting adventure takes Indy to Nepal, Egypt, and Madagascar, chasing Nazis and his oldest archaeological rival, but overall not actually changing the outcome of the plot in any way. In the end, the Nazis open the Ark, which destroys them all, and Indy returns to work, as if the existence of God wasn't just undeniably proven in front of him. That's Raiders of the Lost Ark. I want to talk about, and we're just going to go straight serious right off the bat, and this is all about, in what ways are you chasing after Jesus today? Okay, straight No, I'm just kidding. Very (laughs) intense. I was not prepared for that. I I put a couple pretty good bits in there. (laughs) I was just like, oh, and let me pull up those notes. I wasn't ready. It's like, tell me about your walk. <laughs> <laughs> what are you struggling with right now? Tell me your deepest secrets. What is your you boulder that is chasing after you? Oh, There it is. Let's do some accountability on air right now. Hey, what <laughs> sins did you guys commit in the last week? <laughs> I want to chase after Jesus the way that boulder chases after Indy, baby. Mm, preach it, brother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um... 
But I do want to talk about the opening scene. Incredible. Is it not one of the most nuts, awesome opening scenes? Like, it's ever? so good. That's Zach, you're a movie okay. guy. Tell me, am I am I out of no out of pocket for that? I'm absolutely with you. That cold open is so good because you get everything you need to learn about that character in like a really concise few minutes, but it's also so fun to watch. Like you mm -hmm. get how smart he is, you get all the tools he uses, you get his like overall demeanor and attitude. When Satipo tries to pull the gun on him and he just barely turns around and whips it right out of his hand. Like, that's the what first thing time. that happens in the movie. And that's so cool. It's so cool. That's just how the movie opens. And then that... I don't know if there's one thing from this movie that's more iconic than the bag of sand in one hand and the, the idol in the other and just that little switch. It's so... The good old switcheroo. Good. I know good I texted you all about this today, but when I was watching this movie... As soon as that happened, I'm on the edge of my seat. I know what happened. But as soon as the switcheroo <laughs> happened, my alarm went off to tell me my pizza was ready. I was so scared. <laughs> I was scared. I was like, something changed in this movie from the last time I watched it. Because I do not remember there being an alarm at that moment. It really did scare me. Okay, you have to do a switcheroo with something in arm's length right now. What are you doing it with? I got a, I got a bag of dice sitting behind my computer right now. Um, because I have a well-documented D&D habit. So bag of dice feels like a good way to go. I have the weight of God's word. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I, hey, me too. Crazy. Also, we both have the weight of God's word. You have the same Bible? Yeah, it's the same Bible. Except oh, I awesome. recently discovered that I'm missing the very last page of Revelation. That's terrifying. You don't need it. I'm. We're I living it. I don't, options, I don't think you need it. Tell me which one we need. I have a Cincy. Mm -hmm, okay. I have a Cardinal's Pillow Pet. <laughs> that can and go I in the closest trash can. And I have some Febreze. Hmm. Which should win? I vote Pillow Pet because you might as well just leave that in an ancient temple somewhere and move you. on from it. That's good. Okay. Let's move on. So I think we talked a little bit. I think we want to open up this pod. Uh where we would usually just talk the movie, let's do it in a different way. Let's just ask the questions that came up in our hearts, minds, souls, and maybe even our stomachs as we watch this movie. Cam, do you want to start? Yeah, uh, my first one, I have a, a little bit of a quiz for you. It's oh, really just one question, and I'm curious if you know the answer. Um, and this actually is inspired by our sponsor today. The greatest movie composer of all time, John Williams. Oh, absolutely. I mean, can we talk about how good this soundtrack is? Can we talk about John Williams? Can we talk about this? Can we talk about Star Wars? Can we talk about Superman? Can we talk about Jurassic Park? Can we talk about John Williams? Yes, of course we could talk about John Williams all day. So here's what I want to ask. What three soundtracks do you think a lot of high school bands are always ready to play? Like, this is the one that my high school mm. band every single year... There were three specific movie soundtracks, not all three are John Williams, that they definitely wanted to play. Okay. <laughs> when, when Alex and I were in high school, um, there was a bit that the orchestra many, many was playing. Ago. I know, so long ago. But the orchestra was playing the Jurassic Park theme um, at the same time that the What Are Those thing was happening. So people would walk around the school going, What are those? <laughs> like that was a thing that happened at Raytown High School. So I feel like I got to go there for at least one what of about them. The, what about the piano guy playing the Halloween theme song? 
Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a, that's big a good one. one, too. Every single guy that played piano at all. I think that's one of the ones that I... There are a lot of songs on piano and guitar that I decided I will never learn how to play. Like <laughs> Stairway to Heaven, never going to learn it. I get it. Never. I will never learn Stairway to Heaven um, or the Halloween song. So that. the three soundtracks that were the most significant were Indiana yeah, we Jones. not answer your question. No, but you one. tried. Star Wars. That makes sense. And The Rocky. Incredibles. The Incredibles? That one I could not identify a song popular. for you from The Incredibles. Uh, the theme song for The Incredibles is actually absolute fire and a lot of fun to play as a band. I rem- it, it's a, uh, I think that's Michael think Giacchino. Got notes. Um, is it in a major key, I, probably? It's in like a jazzy Do kind I need of to thing. find it? They probably play it the on one at some point. I'm sure oh, they play it. the one at some point. I can't, yeah, I couldn't like sing any of it for you, but I do remember it. It's good. I just wouldn't have expected that to be one of the top three. That's why I put it in here. Hold Cam, on. don't play it. We don't want to lose all our monetization we have. Yeah, all of those sponsorship dollars are going to just We're getting fly sponsorship right dollars? Why am I not getting any? This is Do ridiculous. Do you know how much money John Williams is paying us for this? <laughs> you got us that sponsor. I don't know what the deal is. True. You're right. My question, and I have a couple questions. I okay. want to start with one that it's, it really stuck with me through the entire movie. Was Harrison Ford the original Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, because he was in absolutely everything and just did the same stuff in every movie he was in? No, because he was tired of the snakes on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) He was tired of the snakes on the plane. Okay, Okay, so both of those, yes, is the correct answer. (laughs) Got you. Okay, I I wanted to know why Samuel L. Jackson is not in this movie, but then I thought, (laughs) well, is Harrison Ford the original Samuel L. Jackson? Mm, that's good. So I'm glad we talked about it. Another question. Worst death. Okay. Okay. The snakes in the grass at the start. I don't know his name, Zach. You can fill us in. The guy that betrays him. Satipo. That is Alfred awesome Molina. I'll never forget it. Plays Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2. Same guy. That's him? Yeah. Wow. He was a handsome guy. I know. Wow. Same guy. Him or the bare knuckle boxer that gets killed by gets the... Gets uh, chopped plane. up by the yeah. propeller... You're not What's even going to throw, like, head exploded by the Ark of the Covenant into that? Well, I typed this question after the bare knuckle boxer guy. <laughs> and so we hadn't gotten there yet. That's when fair. Jesus kills the Nazis, which was, will be my next question. Um, I think, like, stabbed a bunch is bad, but I think watching a plane turn and chop you into small little pieces is not good. It's not good at all. You know, it's not good. I don't know... We would have to have a doctor on here. I'm sad that our friend Chris isn't available. Um, <laughs> Zach, get your dad. <laughs> Let's go grab him. <laughs> we have a doctor. Yeah, go grab him real quick. Um, what would be a quicker, more painless death? Mm. Would be getting chopped up by the propeller, or would it be getting a massive spear through the back of your head and also other parts of your body? I wonder point. which one killed you quicker i think we are talking about a millisecond difference here i'm not sure it's a noticeable enough difference that if you were to somehow experience both if you were unlucky enough to die come back and then die the other way (laughs) i don't think you would know the difference which one would you pick though you'd have to pick one i'd pick the bare knuckle boxer guy because i'd have a mean mustache in the process (laughs) um oh wait hold up so in this scenario you take on the life of the person who died well, I just decided that, yes. 
I respect Feels that. a little rigged, but... mustache does get you a couple points back for sure. But the other guy, you can be Dr. Octopus. Mmm, good point. Wait, so now you're also <laughs> taking on the life of the actor who played the guy? <laughs> this question is evolving way too quickly for me to keep up. Okay, last question. Did Jesus kill the Nazis? Yeah. Yes. Well, no, this is Old Testament God. So, like, Old Testament God killed the Nazis. Oh, you're God. right. You're God right. the Father killed the Nazis. <laughs> That's right. Angry God the Father killed this the Nazis. This is like El Shaddai killed the, killed the Nazis. <laughs> um, I, have, I have one more question. And this is man. more connected to just action movies in general, but I, I think it's connected here. If you were a part of an action movie team, what would your role be on that team? because mm. like mine I think I would be the getaway driver not because I'm a good driver but because I'm an absolutely crazy driver and I'm convinced nobody would be able to keep up with me we had a I had talked to a friend about how terrifying it is to uh, ride with you sometimes mm-hmm. uh, yesterday when we were on that lake trip last Labor Day <laughs> um, Alex and I were texting each other while sitting in the car with you about how nervous we were about the way you were driving <laughs> the thing, man. never been in a car accident I've got a a couple things. That's the whole thing that made me so mad. I was like, that's his only excuse. What? It's true. Have you been in a car accident, Alex? Several. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm a better driver. One of them was (laughs) I was in a tux. Advanced metrics. I was in a tux and I spilled fried pickles. That is, hold on. That's not advanced metrics. That's counting stats right there. (laughs) That is counting stats. That is not even close to it. That's the exact opposite of advanced metrics. Fair. Okay. Thank you for that insight. <laughs> I hope we clip this part for the socials. Um, and then last question. Last question. All the snakes on the ground, he fights his fear of snakes. He goes down in there, grabs them. My question would be, could you name a cast that you would take against Indiana Jones in Fear Factor to beat him? Mm. Ooh. See, he never quite gets over that snake thing. He doesn't, but he... That, see, and that's the thing. I, I wrote that question and then realized how scared he was of snakes. But he, stick with he, it, he fights he with against it. it. Yeah, he can He's all battle through. That's true. Fortune and glory. That's in the second movie. Fortune and glory. Fortune and glory in the second movie, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that's really tough because it's hard to beat Indiana Jones. Now, although... Marion's pretty tough too. I was gonna try to argue like full cast, but Marion's Marion's yeah. no joke. She, I think she's tougher. Movie. I'm talking anyone ever, any fictional character. <sighs> Who's like the most fearless fictional character? This is the game we're playing now. Arguably, Han Solo. Han Solo is a good one. You make a really good point. Which Harrison Ford would win on Fear Factor? <laughs> Which Harrison Ford would question. win in a fight? That's the new question. <laughs> oh, Indiana. Indiana Jones. Um, uh, Rick Deckard from Blade Runner. He's a robot. Awesome. That's like my that. that's my deep and cut. And I said that was the last question. I do have one last question, and then we'll hop into cams, and we'll uh, get some serious talk in here. Perfect. How quickly would this movie even get off the ground? How quickly would Indiana Jones? Yeah, just Jones... open that right as loud as you can. Thank you. It's a great movie. Thank you. Just do that. Um, <laughs> speaking of cancel culture, which we're about to do to Cam, <laughs> how quickly would Indiana Jones get canceled? Oh, immediately. Yeah. Um, like, how awful of a person is he? I don't want to, like, ruin this at all, but, like, they talk about when he gets to Nepal and is talking to Marion, she talks about she was, like, 15, 16 when they had a relationship, and he's a tenured professor at an Ivy League university. So he's 
at least Great second 10 point. years older than her. And this man you know? just left her and still got caught. His whole point was, if I break you out, they're going to find me. And then he still got found. Yeah. So I wrote this just about him stealing stuff from other cultures and people and selling it to museums. I know. But that is another great, great, great point. <laughs> I think you I could think say stuff like that in the eighties. Yeah. Do we declare that Indiana Jones is canceled? Can we declare that? Um, I know we don't want to. I, I don't, we don't want to. I don't want to because I do want do to finish this podcast. It? Do we need to talk about it? We, can we talk about? Well, it? Can we cancel him after the podcast? Yeah. Can we cancel him when we're done? <laughs> Okay, I will declare him canceled after the podcast. Perfect. Kim, do you have anything else? I have, I have one more question. Um, okay. You can go high school or, or college, whatever you want to go with. Which teacher or professor of yours do you think is most likely just like a secret, like, archaeological, oh, like, just absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't even know the term. Alex Colster. I was going to say Matt Richardson. He was he Two was the ones. the honestly Richardson is probably the the dynamite answer. I just wanted to shout out Colster. Yeah, no, for sure he deserves it. But man, MT Rich, that guy was the history teacher and just seems like a, an adventurer. I would also buy Alex Colster, and I would love to see him in a fedora. Can they be? I think that's the one thing that made me think of. I could see him in the costume and rocking a whip. <laughs> okay, that's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> I think yeah, my, you said that man use a whip. I think I've told you before. I had this religious studies professor at Missouri State whose name was Dr. John Schmalzbauer. Oh my gosh! And his whole bit was he would go to these super like famous places and take a selfie, but like. The the object would be really small in the background, and most of it was just his head. That's a very just good bit. Put him up on the screen, really good bit. and it was it was really fun. I feel like he is secretly like discovering all these significant things. Um, nothing to do with this, but I had a coach, a baseball coach, when I was probably between eight to eleven, um, who used to take a whip to baseball practice. <laughs> Did he do anything with it? Or did he I just mean, have he would it? Smack that thing around. Uh, he would never like whip one of the kids. <laughs> whip a child. He'd, like quick run. Pow. Oh, I was thinking like whip and a baseball like in midair. No, 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 no. He's nasty with cool. it too. Like he had it doing, like the whole nunchuck swinging thing. Like um, um I have a a bullwhip. I own a bullwhip because we used because to play I with that thing all of the time. Yeah, I have you a whipped a bull with it. Um, I have not, but I have whipped myself much like Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Yeah, um, I have a scar on my face from using a bullwhip. Um, so that's my that's my Indiana Jones cred. And speaking of that, I want to go into big themes. Yeah, let's um, do that. And I want to start with do not whip yourself in the face. <laughs> that's a good. I think that's, that's good. A good Cam, point. what do you have? Um, well, I want to ask where is that one found in the Bible? Genesis four thirty two. Do not whip yourself. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> a good reference. And one day when you do a mystery science theater three thousand episode, we're just gonna say some numbers. <laughs> yep. No one's gonna look it up. No, that's yeah, from a Mr. Science Theater screenshot episode, Alex, and we will get there. <laughs> um, no, so I, I think there were there were a few kind of themes in here. This is an interesting one for us to break down because it actually does talk so much about God, and there there are so many interesting ways to look at this. Um, I think if we're looking directly at the plot of the movie. Um, you know, what extent are you going to, to talk to God when it's actually just set out for you through prayer and, and with the Bible? Sometimes 
we go to these crazy measures to try and hear from God when he's trying to talk to us all the time. Um, but one thing that I had that I thought was, was kind of interesting, it was a conversation I was actually having earlier this week with somebody really, really smart. Um, and they talked about the thing that kind of annoys us most and other people is what we subconsciously dislike about ourselves. Um, and so in Indiana's situation, you know, he had this feud with Belloc. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Belloc. Belloc. So he had this Renee feud with Belloc. Um, and I think a lot of that feud lies, lies within his own circumstances and his own insecurities. Um, obviously, they have their differences, um, and, and I won't diminish those. But I do think, um, you know, the, their commitment to, to this and the way that it, it kind of served as a distraction for each of them, and, and I, I think his own insecurities about himself as an archaeologist, I think is what led to that feud with Belloc. And so I think if you were to look at the people who you're disagreeing with consistently um, and you really got down to it, I think maybe um, the things you dislike about them are also the things you dislike about yourself, and that's what's drawing that, that feud out. Like how much I dislike how attractive both of you two men are. Wow. I think I that hate is looking at myself and being, I am just too attractive. Well, that's that's pride. it exactly. That's yeah, a little right. bit different. That's what you saying? nailed it. I was gonna word for word. what I was gonna say is that oh, okay. that Go ahead. that scene um, in the like little restaurant area. Yeah, that's, that's the, the whole one. speech. Is is yeah. Belloc is saying you and I are very much alike. Archaeology is our religion, yet we have both fallen from the pure faith. Mm. You know, yeah. talking about there is a version of this that people are like officially supposed to do, and really both of them are treasure hunters more than they are archaeologists you know the the flaw that is indie if you twist that and you put it through a different lens that's the same thing that is the villain in the movie you know yeah yeah it's a really good point it's interesting you know you brought that up i'm having a hard time thinking of something personally which is probably an indictment on uh some soul searching i need to do um but it it's in, it's really intriguing. It makes you think, and I think it really brings to a, a broader topic of what we really sat down and wanted to talk about here is um, how am I blind to some of the things that I am doing? Uh, what are yeah. some things that I'm either intentionally or unintentionally trying to do or ways I'm trying to, in this case, um, use God? How am I throwing the blinders onto that and have I convinced myself that this is of God, that I'm doing this for God, um, when actually I'm using God for my own means? Um, there's a lot of ways we can do that, you know? Um, especially, like, in ministry, it gets really easy to think, man, I have to preach a good sermon because people have to like me. Or, man, I have to do a really good job up there because if not, people aren't going to like me. And then if people don't like me, then they're going to leave the church. And I've convinced myself that my worth and the way people think of me is what people are going to decide about what the church is. Um, and I've put myself in the role of I am what they think of God, which in some ways can be true, but is also extremely, um, I guess, a, an obvious word is just conceited. Yeah. Um, yeah, And we can really get into that of how do I think my image is so important that it's going to, to 
to change what someone believes about the almighty God. Mm, um, yeah. And there's a lot of ways here where they are literally the entire time trying to use God, right? So the Nazis are trying to use God for world domination. Does that fit the bill? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> they're really, guess, really, yeah. really uh, original. And um, Indy is trying to use God for money and clout. Yeah. Um, which actually is very, very similar to a lot of the ways the church uses God today. Yeah, I was going to say, the the way that this movie uses the Ark of the Covenant as, like, the weapon that's going to win the war for the Nazis or that it's going to, you know, get Indy, you know, whatever, his, his position, his fortune and glory, this weaponization of what God is is so analogous to the way that we sometimes see in our personal lives and, and in public the weaponization of Christianity for the purposes of proving our own point or, you know, making ourselves right or, you know, avoiding fault in issues. I think we see that a lot lately is that we're leaning back on, well, I'm a Christian, I'm a good person. And that helps us to completely avoid acknowledging where we are at fault in things. Analogous was a great word. Thank you. You, I liked analogous and weaponizing in the same sentence. (laughs) That was good. Yeah. I think, you know, when, when we look at, um, you know, obviously one of the, the most common uh, of the, the commandments is, is don't use the Lord's name in vain. And I think um, that the canon of, of that phrase has changed so much over time. Like we've seen with a lot of scripture is definitions and words have changed. And, and so I think our understanding of that scripture is kind of limited right now. Um, what I grew up learning was that means don't say the cuss word that starts with God. Um, and, and don't say like, God dang it. Like that is using the Lord's name in vain. And I I think in truth, it's, it's things like this. It's, it's when you have your own personal agenda and you're saying, well, God told me to do this. Um, and you're assigning God credit to something that he has no desire to be a part of. Um, Mm -hmm. the most common one is, you know, something like God told me we should break up. I mean, that's like a joking thing, but like how many (laughs) times have we heard that? We were joking before. Uh, Zach and I both used that. Like that and and whether sometimes sometimes that is is super legit. And and sometimes God probably is telling you to break up, but sometimes he's not. And and sometimes we just dig ourselves in a hole and and we want to use God as a weapon to get ourselves out. Um, And that is the definition of, of using the Lord's name in vain. And I'd argue it's also putting yourself as an idol above what God wants to do for you. You know, I was always very, very like, don't ever pull out a God told me to do this kind of person. Like, <laughs> yeah. stop it, you dumb dumb, please. Um, I don't know if this friend listens to the podcast. One of my good friends, uh, one of my very few lifelong friends, and I, we were playing in this little band that never played any gigs. This is how we learned to play instruments, and we're in middle school. And we're fighting over band names, as you know, you do. <laughs> And he breaks out a, Alex, God told me that this was supposed to be our band name. How hard did you smack him? response was, no, he didn't. We're doing (laughs) it. And that is like, when I think of the whole uh, church camp breakups or (laughs) of the God told me this or I think God is telling me that, um, 
it comes back to things we've talked about on this pod before. Like, is it God or is it the version of God you've created in your head? Right. Yeah. Because I actually, it's, it's a, I was listening to a pastor talk about this and how a very, very few of us actually worship who God is for who he is because it's almost impossible to do sometimes. And that's going to sound really heretical, but because we are human, we are always worshiping who we see God to be. Yeah. Yeah. Who we think. No, I think God that's good. Is. Yeah. Um, so how do we constantly live a life that fights worshiping the God we've created in our heads and worship God himself? And what that means is we have to constantly be open to how am I wrong? Constantly be mm. open to the Bible. Like God did this, God did this, did this. Um, one of his points was, uh, we love to sing about how much we love people until those people are singing next to us in church. <laughs> yeah. Um, and well, and, and, and you're dealing with fighting against, like, confirmation bias. Yeah. The, you know, the, that we have this idea, and then if you see something that kind of matches it, well, then it definitely matches it, because if it, if it lines up with what we already thought... Mm-hmm. then that's just going to keep building onto that new idea. And, and suddenly you're deeply ingrained over the course of a lifetime and it becomes even harder to break out of that into something new and uh, most of the time something more accurate. Even if there are 15 other sources saying the opposite, if you have one thing that validates what you feel, that is the thing you share on Facebook, that is the thing you retweet, mm-hmm. that is the thing you send to your friends, and that is the thing you cling most dear to because you are and this is even deeper topic. A lot of times we are worshiping an ideology. We are worshiping a political opinion. We are worshiping a thought process um, because we're creatures of worship. We're constantly worshiping something. So whatever in the moment we are saying is the most important, that is our object of worship, right? If I'm looking at my reputation and saying before anything else I got to get this right that is my object of worship if I'm looking at money if I'm looking at success hopefully at some point if I'm looking at God then he is the object of our worship the whole point of what we call worship is taking what we are currently worshiping and putting that away to focus our worship on what we should worship Um, and it's so easy to convince ourselves that we are worshiping God when actually we might be looking up at God for worship, but really we're looking through him at something else that we're trying to get after. I think with, with that, um, you know, I I think this is something we can all kind of relate to. And it's kind of the, sometimes the competitive nature that comes through with, with some of our roles, um, knowing the, the two of you, your roles in a church and and my historic role in biscuits of, um, (laughs) Man, I could go for a biscuit. But um, looking at, um, you know, leading worship and things like that. I know for me back in high school, like drumming was, for me, it was was competition. I mean, when I wasn't drumming at church, I was was out competing across the state and putting in 40-hour work weeks with the drum line. And sometimes, you know, on Saturdays, go to sleep after a competition where we competed for about 13 hours wake up five hours later and go try and turn what I just did the day before as competition into wholesome worship. And it's mm, like, yeah. that, like that separation was really hard to create. And so I'd find myself in those moments being competitive with other drummers I hear. You know, I'd go to another worship service and I'd think I'm better than them. And then it was a pride point. 
or I think, man, I'm not as good as them. And then I was jealous. And no matter what, I couldn't get away from this, like, because outside of the church to me, it was such a competition. And I think looking at like at Indiana, I mean, if you look at him, he clearly has a passion for this and it's a good motivator, but outside of the classroom, it was this point of either pride or jealousy. It was one way or the other. And for me, I, I haven't led worship in the last four years. Since I left high school and got into college, I knew I needed to take a break and get to a point where I wasn't prideful about what I was doing. I wasn't comparing myself to other people. You know, this fall, I'm starting to get back into it, but it, sometimes you've got to take a step back and, and look at whether you're a pastor and you're comparing your rhetoric and your public speaking ability to other people, not at a point of how are we helping each other grow, without a point of competition and jealousy and pride, that's going to bring you down every single time. And I think that's what we saw as it's hard to say the downfall of Indiana because like he didn't end up losing in this, but like he's clearly not super happy and his life well, is clearly at risk all of the time. And that doesn't feel good. Right. Right. And even in, in the, the final, you know, climactic moments of this movie, the thing that he wanted the whole movie was to experience the Ark of the Covenant. You know, the thing that he wants is to understand what that is and, and to be able to engage with it. But the solution that saves his life is closing his eyes and not looking at it. He doesn't get to. He has to take that well, step back to actually successfully survive and live to fight another day. You almost made me yeah. say you know? some dirty words. That was pretty good. That was good. <laughs> well, I mean, that's real good. Like what Cam was saying, it's so hard um, when when church looks so much like the entertainment that you consume, right? When church yeah, is so consumer focused, right? It <clears throat> looks like a concert. It looks like a public speaking engagement. It looks like um, all these other things. It is hard to remove that from our brains. It's hard to remove the entertainment, the consumer, the um, competitive sides of us. Um, it's hard for me to not think about what's going on musically because I am trying to focus on where my heart is at. And not to say that that's wrong. You know, the way church, there's a lot of things that need to change about the church. I will not even try to not say that um, and say that in a nice way. There's a lot of things that need to change about the church. Um, but in that aspect, church looks very much like the entertainment you consume, and it's extremely effective for new believers because it's, it feels more comfortable. It feels like right. something you know, but also it's so easy to dip into losing the point of all of it. So if we can do it right, it's ridiculously effective. But if not, it can be stale and it can make us feel empty walking away because we never did what we were there to do. Yeah, I mean, I think you hear a lot of pastors talk about how you know, ministry is, is the emptiest career you can, you can choose. I mean, um, pastors in my life have talked about that, and, and I think we can all point to, to times where we've seen pastors kind of fall because of the emptiness that comes with the position. And, and so, um, you know, I know for me, being a pastor is, has been a goal of mine as long as I can remember. And just about six, seven months ago, I decided that that wasn't the route I wanted to go anymore. Um, and a large part of it was because I was looking at my life <clears throat> and my own motivations and realizing that 
a large part of why I wanted to do it was because one, I feel like I'm a good public speaker. And two, this is a way for a lot of people to look at me and say like, wow, he knows a lot. And like, that's not the motivation. That's not the heart of a pastor. And so, um, I think it's important to, to be able to, to check that and, and those motivations, especially if you're, if you're going into a leadership position at a church and that's not just for pastors, that's for people holding the door open on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Like what, what are you trying to do there? Are you trying to look like the person who has it all together? Are you trying to look like the person who is, is smarter than everybody else and has the best rhetoric and, and can put together the best sermon with the best plot points because you've read Andy Stanley's book? Or are you trying to point people to Christ? And are you trying to be the Jesus that people see that day? Because like the people yeah. you interact with, you might be the only form of Jesus that they see. And it's the Jesus that's living in you and coming out. And so you have to remember that whenever you're having those interactions. I think so. I won't go down on a ministry tangent because that's not the um, object of our audience, um, our massive um, bursting audience. Um, we're blowing up, guys. But... <laughs> Uh, the best advice I ever got was from my old youth pastor. The more serious I got in a ministry and, and I left that church was, um, if you could do anything else, do it. And it made mm. no sense to me. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is what you do. You're supposed to encourage me. You're supposed to tell me. Like, I was almost a little mad at the time. Like, you're supposed to encourage me. You're supposed to tell me how awesome this is. Um, and then the more uh, I dove into it, I realized, like Cam was saying, it it is fulfilling in a sense that you are doing what you're called to do, but if it's not what you're called to do, you will leave empty more than you will ever know. Um, and even right. if it is what you are called to do, you are going to feel so empty sometimes because you are going to work so hard and you are still going to see people you love dearly hurt. And you're still going to see yeah. all the, the gross, dirty parts of everyone's life. You're going to know everyone you know. You're going to know their deepest, darkest secret. Even people you may have met once or people you went to middle school with, they're going to slide in your Facebook DMs and tell you about all these awful things they're going through because you're Pastor <laughs> Alex and they saw you preach a sermon online um, and they need someone to reach out to. Um, and it's a lot of weight to hold. So I say that for one, um, your discouragement does not mean that it's not your calling to people. Um, and that's a little off track um, because if whatever your calling is, you can run away from it, but you will always be pulled right back. So if you can do anything else, go ahead and do it because you're going to learn real quick if you can do anything else. Um, and two, um, I guess it goes in with that. Um, and this is just a side sidebar. Um, love your pastors. They're really annoying sometimes and they're stupid. Um, and they'll do things that make you mad and they will say things that offend you or offend people you love and care about. Um, do not affirm those things, but do love them because mm. it sucks and it's hard. And a lot of times they have no friends, like literally no friends they can trust. Um, so go ahead. I, I think honestly, like the more you talk about that, the more I actually realize that that is kind of the position that Indiana Jones is in, in this movie when he's in the classroom, like it's this like really fulfilling idea, but when he's actually out discovering these things that he was talking about and he's experiencing them on his own. Yeah. Like it's one thing to get up on this stage and talk about how cool the Ark of the Covenant is mm -hmm. and to teach a bunch of people like, Oh, look at how, how great this is. This thing 
that, that God delivered. It's powerful. But when it was actually his responsibility to go and find it and experience it on his own, that's really challenging. And he was still the most qualified person in that instance to do it because it's what he was in, in this movie. It's what he was called to be doing. But it was lonely. He was abandoned by people every turn. He watched people die. At least he thought he watched Miriam die. But he kind of took on this role of, of a pastor where he's telling people about how great, you know, sometimes these biblical principles can be. Oh, living a life of joy. Yeah. But like when he actually had to go experience that and live it out, how difficult was it for him to do, even though he was the one talking about how cool it was. And I think sometimes we, we put these pastors on pedestals and that's what really brings them down sometimes and leads to crashing and burning is we expect them to be able to go discover this ancient discovery really easily. And it's not that easy for them. And anyone. don't expect them to be human on the way mm -hmm. there. Right. And everyone says they understand pastors are people, but the second <clears throat> a pastor does something that makes you uncomfortable that a pastor did it, you're out. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the one thing, the more that I spend, when I started spending time around pastors and when I started hanging out with people that are doing ministry, I think one thing that they value, and this is something I try to do for everyone in ministry that I have any relationship with, is to be as real and genuine as I can and let them know that my guard is down. Um, and obviously not to be, you have to be selective with some people. You got to know their intentions. Um, but to yeah. let them know that this is a place where I understand you are human. Um, there's nothing I'm going to hold against you. You can be real. You can be honest with me. And we can just hang out and be humans for a little bit. And I don't want to talk to you about any of that other stuff. Um, yeah, that's good. Guys, I don't know how to transition. Let's get silly. <laughs> let's get silly indeed. Sam, you, Cam, you look silly Get right silly. Oh, let's get, get silly. silly. Get silly with it. <laughs> I'm not going to sing the rest of that song, but the dance flow, silly. Uh -huh. That's all I got. Um... My favorite, this is one of my favorite moments in any movie ever. All right. Okay. Is when they're fighting. Um, it, you know the time, you know the part I'm talking about. And. Yeah, you know when the they're guy fighting. comes up with a really dope sword. And yep, it's so like, good. Okay. And yeah. uh -huh. you're like, oh, this is going to be so dope. I'm on the edge of All my seat. This is going to be awesome. And he just pulls out his gun and shoots him and runs just away. Just a revolver. Yeah. You know why that, that happened? one of the why greatest moments. Zach, oh my gosh, please tell me why that happened. Harrison Ford had food poisoning that day. There was supposed to be a long, intricate fight scene, but he had food poisoning, so he said, what if I just shoot him instead? And he did. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that stayed in the movie. Is awesome. It's so good. <laughs> um, I know we did questions earlier, but can, can, questions I, can I ask y'all another silly question? Of course you can. Um, is it called Ramps? I have, I have two questions related it to is. the year that this movie was made. The first one is more rhetorical. Um, the first 81? three movies were all made by 1989. The last <laughs> one was made in 2008. What made them think that the last one was going to be any good? You know, making money. Yeah, I was going to say hard times, brother. It was 2008. <laughs> they probably needed some cash. My more real question is, in what year did filmmakers decide to develop good transitions? Because it clearly was after 1981. And actually, after doing this 80s series... I think it was after 1990. All the 80s. It was yeah, after I, all the 80s. I think the map bit is kind of fun. I like that. That's but not, it's the that's scene transitions where it's just, it's this in Star Wars and stuff like that where it's just like, let's do a slideshow, like a PowerPoint 
horizontal wipe and now we're into a new scene <laughs> it looks like every music video i made in high school when i thought i was really good at making music videos exactly mm, i used to make oh, i'll do the cross dissolve effect on iMovie <laughs> i thought i was so cool because i took all the pictures my parents had in their computer and used windows movie maker or whatever and just made all these really cool effects i was like look at these family movies i just made we can watch these all the time <laughs> and it was just a bunch of awful transitions. It's really good. Um, and then my, I mentioned it. The family computer. But go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to listen to Lollipop by Lil Wayne. Is that appropriate? Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our next episode. Lollipop. By We're going to do that in another episode someday. Oh. I mentioned it in the recap, Cal- but um, I feel like we should point it out here as a silly swing that had Indiana Jones not been in this movie at all, um, the, it would have turned out exactly the same because he doesn't Ooh. actually successfully stop the Nazis from doing anything. Doesn't do a single thing. They found Tannis on their own. I think we can assume that they would have found the that World of Souls. Be, my only point was that they were digging in the wrong place, but like if they had no competition, they would have found it eventually. Yeah, if they, they just were had not that far. time, they would have gotten... Yeah, it's like... A hundred yards out of where they were digging already. He could and they see weren't him, digging in so one specific like, yeah. spot anyway. Yeah. And then he also doesn't stop them from leaving with the Ark of the Covenant or opening the Ark of the Covenant. They were going to do everything they did, whether he was there or not. And then they still would have had their faces melted and exploded and that sort of thing. The only make- significant thing he did was steal the car. With the Ark of the Covenant at that one point, which was cool, but then it just got Very stolen cool. back. So, like, if that it never does, happened, yeah. it's just a movie that's, like, ten minutes shorter. <laughs> can, can we make an assumption? I want to make an assumption. I want you guys to tell me if I'm okay in making this assumption, and then we can move on okay. to the next thing. Um, my assumption is that Jesus disagreed with Nazis, and therefore he Yeah, I think, I think it's well within our purview to say Jesus did not like Nazis, and... Does not like Nazis now. Dude, that was gonna be my question. Is like it's 2020. I don't know if that I made that joke to think it was like obvious. I'm not sure it's as obvious as we might think it is. <laughs> well, then let's say that it's the official stance of the Plainsight podcast. That Jesus like doesn't Nazis. like Nazis. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> good. Jesus does not that's think they are very fine people. Let's move on. No, they're not. Um, the plot of Captain America, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and the first Black Ops Zombies game. <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean that's all like that's that was good. that was the end of my silly yeah, swing but it's just the same because it's all about beating bad nazi guy with awkward glasses who's a corrupt general yeah and he ultimately way, catches on fire and burns his face the first captain america movie probably wouldn't have changed if he wasn't there at all because the thing that does him in is the fact that the tesseract shoots him into space and captain america has nothing to do with that so, does he feel maybe like there a current is day Harrison there. Ford? Chris Evans? Yes. I think if you're going to have a current day Harrison Ford that's a Chris, it's Chris Pratt. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Star- Jurassic World. Star Lord is way more of a Han Solo character yeah. than Captain America. Yeah, They've even talked is. about rebooting Indiana my Jones first thing with Chris is Andy. Pratt. That's as the Andy. first thing I think of when I think yeah. Chris Pratt. And then I'm just not like, yeah, but he's like Harrison hot Ford now. He's really He's hot. He's buff now. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, Zach, I, I have, have a silly swing that's more... close to your heart, but you go ahead. Oh, okay. Ahead. I, I don't have a silly swing. I have another fun fact that I think is a good time. Please. Do you, either of you know what the first movie to get a PG-13 rating was? Was it this one? <sighs> Mary Poppins. 
Excellent choice. It was the prequel. It was Temple of Doom was the first okay. movie to ever get a PG-13 rating, which means that when this movie was released, there was no such thing as a PG-13 rating. Um, on its first edit, the movie was an R rating. The one thing they changed to go from R to PG was they put a flame effect in front of it when Belloc's head exploded, and that changed it from R to PG, just that one change. That's wow. all it took. So this movie still has a PG rating, which I think it is does, really funny. It's really gory. <laughs> uh-huh. But there yeah, was, was no PG-13. I, I was like, this is an icky movie. There's a lot of ickiness here. <laughs> There's some faces that melted, heads that explode. Yeah, like marshmallows like in the eyes. Mm-hmm. I had a dream I made s'mores last night. Sounds like fun. It was really weird. I, I was like, yeah, let's go make some s'mores. Here's all the stuff, ironically, by this fire. <laughs> hey. I love it when that happens, when the bonfire just comes with s'mores. I think it's, it's like an all-inclusive resort. Like a, an ice cream s'mores thing the night before, and then I fell asleep and made ice s'mores. But Cam, you had a silly swing. Um, National Treasure is really just a modern-day remake of oh, Indiana Jones. yes. So Absolutely. Nick Cage is today's Harrison Ford. No, Nick Cage no, is like 1995's Harrison Ford. <laughs> True. I like that. Uh, Zach, do you have a game for us? Oh, you know that I do. So it's time for your favorite podcast game show name. The greatest podcast game show name in the history of podcast game show names with the greatest podcast game show in the history of podcast game shows. Laughery with Zachary. And before I introduce your guest, Cam has something to say. Can I Can I guess what the game is? Yes. Interesting. I don't think... Um, I don't think this is actually it, but I, I would love for the game to be, did John Williams create this score? And you just name Ooh. movies, and we have to guess if John Williams did it. Or you well, sing a- the John Williams score, but it's like <laughs> the one where you've got to keep your lips together, um, and you just like hum it, and we've got to guess go, hmm, which hmm, score hmm, it is. Hmm, 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 and you have to say... That's yeah. an interesting game. I'm sure we'll do another John Williams scored movie at some point, um, but that is not the game today. First... With your host, um, I found this, Zachary, Zachary Kuyat. There it is. I found this cool pair of sunglasses that has an artificial intelligence in it. Whoa, um, it you guys can't see because this is an audio medium, but okay. the I am currently wearing the sunglasses from the movie Spider-Man you Homecoming. Ten times cooler already. Uh, or sorry, Far From Home, not Homecoming. Uh, but it's cool. They have well, like an Spider-Man artificial Man. intelligence in them. So uh, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, uh, computer, run Plain Sight Subroutine. Okay, uh, begin alphabet protocol. Remove all variables other than A and C. And computer randomize. Oh, look at that. Would you, get, would, you, would you take a quick gander? The computer gave me a C. So, Cam, you're going first this week. This week first we're playing. We are returning to a form we visited recently Return in this second, uh, second season that I think we had a lot of fun with. Today we're playing oh Help God. Yahoo Answers Understand History, yes. a.k.a. They Are Digging in the Wrong Place. Um, if you remember from the Let's Ghostbusters go. episode, the way this game works is I'm going to read you a question from the Yahoo Answers service. With one word removed, your job is to fill in that word with whatever feels right, and I am just going to judge which one of you gets the point each round, which means I don't have to write a bonus question. Yeah, for this so one. here's the thing. Uh, I need to interject because Angelo and Cam did a fantastic job last time. Um, I did not judge the way you wanted me to judge. I realized after listening, um, I did what you were <laughs> going to do today, which you wanted me to pick which one I thought was closer. 
Um, no, I liked that you did your own thing, though. So, okay, cool. You just so, pick whichever one was funniest, or which one I liked favorite? the most? Which one resonated with my heart? <laughs> ah, that's well, why I lost. For the first game, we can say that we those were the mind. rules. For the, <laughs> for the, that's true. For the second game, though, I am going to try to determine which one of you is closer. Um, the advantage of going first this week isn't exactly major, but you still get it. So, Cam, you get to fill in the first answer to the first question. Are we ready to play Help Yahoo Answers Understand History, a.k.a. They Are Digging in the Wrong Place? Okay, Buster makes me feel good, yes. Born ready. <laughs> um, I will also mention that uh, there are seven here, and all of them are some way tied to Raiders of the Lost Ark. So they're not just completely random. They could have been. They could have. Question number one. Should there be more blank in the Bible? Should there be more blank in the Bible? Cam, you get to answer first. Sequoias. Should there be more sequoias in the Bible? Alex, what do you have? Should bathroom there be more breaks. blank? Should there be more bathroom breaks in the Bible? The real question I found? Should there be more women in the Bible? Women are a little more than cattle in the Bible. That's what the Yahoo Answer Service told me. Tell them to read the Bible. So, What's what's closer, sequoias because they're alive, or bathroom breaks because of the old joke that women go to the bathroom in groups? And they, they women pee, but they don't pee. Mm. Sequoias, probably. <laughs> I don't, I I don't think trees pee, either actually. of those things. And because Cam got that fact wrong, I'm going to give the first point to Alex. Because Do you know that I got that fact wrong, or are you just Yeah, assuming? trees don't pee. That's not how trees work. Round one question goes to Alex. There's plenty of time to make it up. Um... Guys, I have a confession. Yeah? What's that? The whole time I was saying sequoias, I was thinking cicadas. Oh, oh those are super different. You dumb dumb. <laughs> Trees versus bugs. That's why yeah. when I said, are you sure they don't pee? I was like, no, I think they do. Sequoias and trees. Cicadas probably pee because they're bugs. Would but cicada have said. won that point? It would have been closer because Alex couldn't have held they pee over you. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time I've held that over you. Oh, no. Oh, anyway, moving um, on. It uh, actually Alex. is. I'd like to point of order. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, Alex, <laughs> you get to do question two first. Question two. What highest blank is in a feat of beautiful Yahoo Answers failed grammar? What highest blank is? What highest blank is? Score. Ooh, what highest score is? What highest score is? Cam, what, what you got? Is? Peak. Like a mountain. The correct question was, what highest Everest is? There's only one. It can only be one height. But the question was, what highest Everest is? And Alex, I'm sorry, but this one's easy. That point's going to Cam. I got I gotta give you that. You clearly sussed out what the actual heart of the question was. He took I like the easy swing. way out. Well, it was right. Now yeah, I took the something. right way all out. The kids that listen to our podcast, taking the easy way out gets you points on Laffrey with Zachary. Don't worry. If it's, it's the get, right it's answer, then yes. Quite a bit harder. So don't worry. We're gonna teach different lessons. Cam, game's tied one to one. This question goes to you first. This one's a double blank, so you're going to give me two words for it. What do you think of blank and blank? This is a serious question. 
Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry? Okay, Alex, what you got? What do you think of blank and blank? Nazis this is and a Jesus. serious question. Nazis and Jesus. Wow. The real question was, what do you think of Egypt and Egyptians? This is a serious question. Hi to all. I want to know your true feelings about Egypt and Egyptians. I don't know what that means, but that was the question. <sighs> I'm going to give this one to Alex because he also picked person and group of people. And uh, Cam picked mouse and cat. And almighty so God. I'm going to... I'm going to give it, <laughs> well, this is not a Sunday school thing where you say Jesus and you get the point. Yours was just closer to Egypt and the Egyptians. we're going to be Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now that probably none of them are Jesus, but also maybe <laughs> you might have to find out. <laughs> we might have to find out. We call you might have to. Is there going to be one of these answers you just don't tell us? You say, eh, maybe not. One of them I just haven't decided what the real question was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alex, yes. you've got a two-to-one lead here. You get to answer this question first. Is it true Egypt has a blank? Is it true Egypt has a blank? Mm. Mm. Wendy's. <laughs> Is it true Egypt has a Wendy's? Okay, Cam? King. Oh, interesting. Is it true Egypt has a king? The real question, is it true Egypt has a Starbucks? And what does it look like in Egypt? Is it pretty? Is it possible to live there? Thanks, smiley face. I just love to visit. It looks amazing. I gave this I, question asker way too much credit. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Alex, that's good work. That's going to be another point for you. Hey Cam, I don't want to stress you out. This is a 3-1 lead for Alex. Technically, four points wins the game because I have seven, but as per usual, I'm going to play out the game because it amuses me. Pretty huge. Cam, this one goes to you first. Did the Ark of the Covenant emitted blank blank? This is a two-word answer. Hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> really good. Alex, did the Ark of the Covenant emitted blank blank? John Belushi. <laughs> also Alex, good. I appreciate you continuing the game uh, in a way that isn't just pointless. Did the Ark of the Covenant emitted nuclear radiation? No further explanation on that question. They fought they felt like that was enough for us to understand. Um, and that one is definitely gonna go to Cam because he picked a substance and not a person. Um, <laughs> person is Alex, a you're gonna Wow, there's a lot to unpack well, there. No, because you said John Belushi <laughs> and not the ghost of John Belushi. Yeah, well, I had ghost two of John things. Belushi. I had different. two words. Well, then you should have known it was wrong. <laughs> you should have known the Ark of the Covenant did not emitted John Belushi. Ghost Belushi, there it there you is. Go. All right, the score is three to two in Alex's favor. And Alex, you are answering this one first. Yeah, I am. Are blank legal in Indiana? I found this one by searching Indiana Whips. on the Yahoo Answers. Whips legal in Indiana. Cam, are blank legal in Indiana? Hoverboards. Oh, this is going to be so difficult to determine because the real question is, are alligators legal in Indiana? <laughs> no, animals are illegal. What, what cities in Indiana is it legal to have an alligator? That was the You following. can ride Probably a hoverboard and an alligator. Hmm. Th now, this is tough. You can tame an alligator with a whip. I, I think I, 
Despite having another question, I think I have to give this point to Alex because <laughs> whips are made of leather and alligators can also make leather. Dub City. So Dub Nation. That's, Dub that Dub was the best Dub thing I could come up with. That said, I do want to play the last point. Yeah, um, of course. This is the only three blank question, and it goes to you first, Cam. Two blank, oh two blank, gosh. three blank, two blank, three blank, three blank. <laughs> Would you buy a blank, blank, blank for 50 cents each? No, I want to give you the rest of it. Would you buy a blank, blank, blank for 50 cents each? The description, I want to breed and sell them. <laughs> giant snake pit. A giant snake pit for 50 cents each. Alex, what do you think? Would you buy a blank, blank, blank for 50 cents each? A lot of the, I want to breed and sell them. A lot of the answers that I thought would have been funny became offensive now that you made I want to breed and sell them. <laughs> So, can I buy a three-legged donkey? Three-legged donkey versus giant snake bit. The real question was, would you buy a Madagascar hissing cockroach for 50 cents each? I want to breed and sell them. That was my second guess. The Yahoo Answer <laughs> Service is buck wild out there. They just put yeah, anything up there. They'll allow anything on that website. Um, that last question didn't matter, but it was a lot of fun to do. Alex, you are the winner of no! Help Yahoo Answers Understand History, a.k.a. They are digging in the wrong place. Wait, I like this game formula. I think I'm going to hang on to it. This one's, this one's my favorite. This is a good bit. I can't do it every week because that would get old, but I, I think it's a good time. Yeah. I think the first one was my favorite one. Should there be more women in the Bible? What are you going <laughs> to do about that? You gonna go put some more women in the Bible? You gonna put write your there. own thing, <laughs> like a Thomas Jefferson thing, where you just take the parts that you want and you do it that way, and that's my new Bible. <laughs> Are you talking like the last two thousand years of Christianity, where we just put whatever we want in there? Or whoa, <laughs> okay. And on that note, thank you for listening to, to fix the that audio podcast, <laughs> where we love to get controversial. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to end this podcast. I'm going to give us um, a question that I have not um, vetted you guys on. You need to take your last name. Thank you for that, Cameron. Please put that on socials. Your last name. My last name. With the state, city, or county. A la Indiana Jones. What would you pick? Jordan, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Kuyat uh, is so difficult to put with anything. Um. Uh, Zach, we could also go Canada and Zakistan. Zakistan Kuyat. I was actually going to probably take Canada Kuyat, which is not like That's Indiana Jones. Good. But it has an okay ring. To, it's got that alliteration. It sounds like I'm more of a cartoon character who teaches you about recycling. But <laughs> <laughs> and being very it's nice. like a Fargo accent. And it's, hey, don't you know that you're supposed to put the number two recyclables into the blue bin? Mine would be That's Johnson Canada Sons. Kuyat. Johnson Johnson Sons is really good. It's good. Uh, well, you're listening to the Plain Sight Podcast. Really appreciate you. Please uh, give us a review, maybe. Uh, five stars, yeah. maybe. Four. But uh, anything other than four, I'd, we just prefer you don't, uh, if we're being honest. But yeah, keep, it to um, your, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> send us your questions, um, your thoughts, your beliefs, your deepest concerns uh, to plainsightpod at gmail.com. Plainsight underscore pod on all the socials. And check out our blogs and all that other fun stuff at plainsightpod.wordpress.com This is the Plainsight Pod. We've had a ton of fun. Guys, peace out. Yeah, we have. Girl Scout, wash your hands. <laughs>